Good. Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> I just saw I just saw a news article on this IMDB page for the movie and it's like Michelle Pfeiffer would return as Catwoman in the Flash movie, but nobody's asked yet. I love when actors like announce that they would do a movie. It's like, oh, cool. You would do your job if someone <laughs> hired you to. If someone wanted <laughs> to hire you, you'd show up. <laughs> a construction guy being like, I would understand how to swing a hammer for sure. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> the actors are always doing that, and it's only with superhero movies like Tony. Uh, who plays Tony Stark? I almost thought that was his real name. Uh, Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah, Tony Soprano, the actor who plays Iron Man, is always going on TV and being like, yeah, I would do Iron Man 59 if they asked me. And then someone asks him, like, the next day. Yeah, he's just he's manifesting film roles for himself, bro. That's a very powerful position to be in. You think if you started posting, like, yeah, I would do an hour of stand-up if anyone asked me, do you think you'd start getting asked? After this podcast, I'm going to post, yeah, I'll do an hour for JFL on Facebook, and you watch them have me. Post it now, and then let's record the podcast, and then and we'll by the see. end of the podcast, we'll check if spot on JFL. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's uh, your parents watch this with Kean Beatty and Brad Semituk. I'm Kean Beatty. I'm Brad Semituk, and we're brought to you here by Comedy Here Often, and we're brought to you to tell you how the movies your parents watched turned them into uh, the people that they turned into. Absolutely. What movie did we watch this week? Batman Returns, baby. We decided to start with number two out of three. Uh, This is two out of two. Oh. (laughs) Even less sense (laughs) is made then. (laughs) There's uh, standalone movies apparently, though. So, like, I I, I guess that's why it made sense the whole way through. Good job, Tim Burton. Uh, yeah, Yeah, do we need to do a synopsis for this movie? It's a fucking Batman movie. It's a Batman movie. The Penguin is in it, and so is the Catwoman. Yeah, so it's pretty complicated. So and you we guys should do a synopsis. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty self-explanatory. The penguin is being bad. Batman's got to stop him. <laughs> the Catwoman gets involved, and you can't tell if she's bad or if she's good, but you will. And uh, yeah, Batman's going to stop all of them, and that's it. That's what the movie's about. So strap in, folks, and get ready to go on the fucking ride of your lives. Yep. I really, what did you think of this? Like broad strokes. Did you like this movie? Broad strokes? I liked it, man. I, I was surprised. I usually like, I don't know. I don't really think superheroes are cool, but uh, this movie might have me changing my tune. Why? Because Batman was wearing Jordan 6s as part of his Batman costume in this movie? Yeah, of course that's why. <laughs> Obviously that's why. Batman had the limited edition colorway, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe they are tight, actually. I saw the Black Cat Sixes, and I was like, okay, this is worth a 7.0 on IMDb. This movie is just funnier than most of the superhero movies I've ever seen. The only superhero movie I've seen like that I remember is Joker, and that just turned me off the genre. Well, yeah, I mean, that's probably the worst superhero movie to start with, considering that's yeah. a supervillain movie. But, but I... like, what did you want from me? Like, Was I supposed to watch Spider-Man as a kid? Like, I yes. was busy. That's I was busy what I... reading books and watching sports and like not giving a shit about superheroes, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. A lot of my points reflect <laughs> they're going to be coming back to the first three Spider-Man movies that came out uh, in the early 2000s. But I really, yeah, no, I thought this was a great superhero movie, uh, especially compared to like current Marvel movies where I, I feel like those take themselves a little seriously, like with the exception of the Taika Waititi ones. This one felt like I was watching a comic book. Yeah, yeah. This one felt more like the cartoon superhero shit yes. we used to watch on TV that yeah. did feel like Endgame or whatever. Yes, this yes, this definitely felt like uh, like Batman the Animated Series. And the reason it felt like that is because Endgame has good messages and this one has no none. I liked the way this movie handled the origin stories of its characters in that they really didn't worry about it too much. Like yeah. the Penguin's origin story, <laughs> it literally takes place over the intro credits to this movie. 
Like, you know, it's directed by Tim Burton, and then it's just, like, integral shit to the Penguin's character is happening on screen. So much so that I missed it when I first watched it, and I was just, like, confused how this man yeah, came to too. be for the whole movie. And then on the <laughs> second part, like, specifically, I was paying razor-sharp attention to the first 45 seconds of this movie so I could figure out what would happen for the next two hours and six minutes. It's way better than how shit was with, like, the newer Spider-Mans. Like, there's three whole Spider-Man movies that came out where they explain how Spider-Man came to be. Like, that's six hours of movie. Yeah, they even made an animated one. Yeah. They even made a Spider-Man one where they explain how all the possible Spider-Mans became <laughs> that's, that's That's true. <laughs> they made one movie where it was a bunch of different Spider-Mans in it, and then they handled all those origin stories. Even, even better point, Brad. <laughs> Infinity Spider-Man. So this was, like, a nice change of pace where they could really, like... like we fucking know who these characters are, you know? Like, we really just... I just need to see them doing things. Like, that's why I came to this movie. I've fucking read the comic books. I know that Batman is dark and brooding. You don't need to tell me how he got there. Just let him do that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think that's the reason I don't like superhero movies is because you know, like, what's gonna... Ha- like, why can't Batman get shot ever in one of the movies? Like, why um... can't he ever lose? He, d- he I mean, he does in one of the comic books, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, because I, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say cause that like, would be a bad movie, but I think that would be a way better movie if somebody just shot right? Batman by accident and then, like, <laughs> if, the city if just Batman became way more in dangerous. woke up the hospital one day and then had to, like, get his mojo back after being shot. Yeah, I would dude. watch that. A whole movie where it's it's the first scene is Batman <laughs> getting hospitalized, and then, and then the rest of it is like Batman uh, learning to walk again and like having to come to terms with his own mortality. That'd be an excellent movie. And then it's like way too hard for him to get self confidence, so he just snaps and becomes the Joker. Actually, bro, I think we might have just written a new thing. My my idea was that he decides <laughs> to not be Batman anymore, and he instead becomes <laughs> Man Man after he becomes more in touch with his human side. <laughs> he decides that being Batman is uh, too thankless of a job, and he goes back to university. Yeah, yeah, Batman. <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Wayne gets a man. degree. <laughs> <laughs> man. And then that's how he becomes Iron Man. Also, like, we were talking about this a little before we started recording. This movie has, like, a weird feel to it, too. Did you get that? Yeah, it has like horror movie energy the whole way through almost I feel you know like. why i think that is like there's a certain claustrophobia i got when i was watching this movie and uh i think it's because everything is a set which it's i a think set everything is a set like the outside city is a set everything was just built on um on the warner or yeah on the warner brothers uh lot when this movie was in production it took up like two-thirds of all of the space that that whole studio had uh, to film movies just because okay. the Gotham was so fucking big. but And then, like, normal-style movies, they go, they, like, film it in a city? I mean, it depends on the normal-style movies, but, like, say, like, Chris Nolan's Batmans, he just filmed all those in New York. So, like, that's why the city huh. there feels real. But, like, also, I think that lends itself to the comic book style of everything. Like, the city felt fucking larger than life. Like, that town square they were in where it was just, like, drenched in, like, Art Deco everything and, like, the big fucking statues of just jacked men. Like, you, you're not yeah. going to find that anywhere. Yeah, I think it, like, I do think it added to the movie. I was going to ask it what, like, it, what you prefer, the real city or the fake city. But I think, you know what? It's a superhero movie. Let's make all the shit fake. Don't Let's make all the shit guys. fake. Yeah, why are we trying to make gritty and real superheroes? Let's have it be silly and have everyone's costumes <laughs> be rubber. That's what the people want. Um, <laughs> I want to. If I don't see a moose knuckle, then I don't know why I'm watching it, bro. Yes, yeah, so I'm just gonna change the channel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it, it's weird because, like, I think watching a movie like The Dark Knight, for example. Um, I think that you like I noticed that I would get lost a lot more like in that movie than I would in this like for this one I feel like it's harder to it's harder to suspend your disbelief to like sit back and enjoy but also like I don't think that you need to when everything is like this silly at a certain point I was just like locked into everything like I just wanted to see it I wanted to see how these guys have built Gotham like that fucking rules. They're, they're not yeah, like was... adapting some other thing to fit their needs. They're like building it from the ground up, and it it looks right. Like they they wouldn't get that fucking Batman the animated series look without doing that. 
Yeah, watching this movie made me feel like I was watching something that my nephew asked me to watch with him, but he wasn't here. It was, I think that's why it felt so weird. There was no child crying. Yeah, I get that. This is like, this is a weird tone in this movie. Like, I'm just looking down, it says it's PG-13, which like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine a single child who would want to watch this movie. You can't imagine a single child who would want to watch a Batman movie? No, I can't. Danny DeVito is very (laughs) scary looking in this. (laughs) <laughs> his mannerisms are frightening and you also you mentioned you were scared of chris walken he wasn't even a villain <laughs> i mean That's he was fair, a villain yeah. but he wasn't like a super villain well he if he didn't bring a chill to your bones then i think that uh you probably have some issues uh no any man with a big swath of white hair like that you can't talk to me or you have That's... to stay back six feet I will say that swath of hair made me really uncomfortable. Like, I thought that was fake hair, and then I was looking up pictures of Chris Walken while I was getting ready to do this, and I was like, oh, no, that's his real hair. Yeah, if your hair is big and white, I just, I'm sure you're a good guy, but I don't want anything to do with you. Sorry, we should have finished talking about the Penguin's origin story in this movie. I thought it was funny just because, like, it's 30 seconds long, and basically he gets, he's deformed at birth, and his parents panic and uh dump him in the river but like a little because they think he's evil though but like also they kept him i don't know if you caught this they kept him locked in a box like from when he was <laughs> born that. yeah because it's on screen for five seconds they keep him from when he's born to when they dump him in the river they keep him locked in a box so it's like was he born <laughs> evil or maybe lock did locking him in a cage make him evil you yeah, know, yeah, yeah some food for thought uh, <laughs> I can't think of a more surefire way to make someone evil than locking them in a box. Yeah, like I'm pretty mean and I can roam around wherever I wanted. But like, imagine <laughs> if I couldn't. Imagine if I was restrained. What a monster well, I would yeah. become. You were just explaining to me how much meaner you've gotten in quarantine. Yeah. Now I'm, uh, compound that with an even tighter quarantine. <laughs> imagine you had no Zoom or ability to walk yeah seriously man but yeah and then they uh his parents like dump him in the river and he just like floats into the sewers where he was adopted by a family of penguins that they don't explain why the fuck is there <laughs> penguins in the sewers brad uh nobody knows that but nobody knows rather him have been adopted by crocodiles in the sewers man when i was watching this all i could think of is uh, the story of how rome started how did rome start uh, a mom threw her two babies in the river and then they got picked out by some wolves and they were raised by wolves. So if you think about it, uh, Danny DeVito's character in this is kind of like Romulus and Remus from really? Rome. That's very interesting. But I was actually, That's actually... Going, I was going to compare Danny, uh, the penguin in this to Moses. Oh my God, dude, this is a, th- we're really outdoing ourselves on the insane comparisons this yeah. episode, but go ahead. See, well, much like Moses, um, (laughs) much like the biblical Moses, the penguin was uh, (laughs) dropped into a river to float away uh, by his parents. Moses, it was for safety because every uh, there was a king who was killing all the firstborns in the kingdom. Uh, But and then uh, later on in the movie, the penguin announces his grand plan, which is killing all the firstborn sons of Gotham. So you ask me, the penguin's just bad Moses. Yeah, uh, opposite Moses. Yeah, Moses if he did a heel turn. Man, we He's should write that Moses. movie. All the like the Bible characters you're familiar with, but like they're bad now. Yeah, imagine if everyone from the Bible smoked weed. Imagine if Jesus was an anti-hero. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he an anti-hero back then though? Wasn't no, it that's... wasn't everyone going around like hang him up from stuff. You're right. Actually, like you're right. Back then, yes, but now he's he's all hero. I'm talking about some Walter White, Tony Soprano, moral gray area stuff, though. Jesus was crucified by the Romans for being the first white person in the empire. (laughs) (laughs) All white people are descended from uh, from Jesus. That Uh, was a joke. That wasn't a joke. No, it was a joke. Brad and I just laughed in agreement, not because that was funny. Jesus was Middle Eastern. He looked like a Middle Eastern man. Jesus was the first white man. You heard it here first. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. I don't know why that. uh, I I don't know why that like Christians keep trying to like say that Jesus was white and not that he was the first white guy. 
I think that's a <laughs> way. If you're going to lie and make straw man <laughs> arguments, fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, honestly, yeah. Why not say that? Why not? If you're gonna, if you're gonna be wrong, I say be all the way wrong. Dude. Be Fucking all the way wrong. It Double it down. It. Jesus also also say that Jesus was part tiger and that he's still alive now. Why not? All that shit rules. <laughs> Jesus um, was the first white man and the first liger at the same time. Jesus had the idea for Netflix originally, but due to technological limitations, uh, we had to wait till the '90s to uh, implement it. Jesus invented getting sucked off. One thing I wish they got into a little more de- uh, detail with, and I could accept a whole movie about this, is what happened to the penguin for the 33 years that he lived in the sewers for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was taken in by a family of penguins and then somehow thrived and became their king? What? Yeah, I mean, he must have, like, there's, there's probably a lot of good scenes that they had to cut out of this movie of him fighting penguins for dominance. Absolutely. Also, like, consider the fact that, like, if I was forced to survive in the sewers, I would, I feel like I would end up being pretty gaunt, you know, like, kind of on death's door for the entire time. Danny DeVito as the penguin looks like he's eating pretty fucking well. Well, you are forgetting that they did have an unlimited supply of fresh fish. Shit, you're right. Oh, yeah, he probably just sat and fucking ate fish all day. So she ate it up. (laughs) Which is, it's pretty fucked up to to think that this town has fish in their sewer. Dude, they have penguins in their sewer. Yeah, okay, fine. I guess their sewer is their zoo? It must be. Their sewer is a (laughs) lawless wonderland full of penguins and fish and all sorts of arctic animals. Every kids movie is either about skateboarding or uh, living in the sewer. <laughs> I kept like trying to figure out like why there were penguins in the sewers. Like, is this this some weird Batman lore that I should know about before watching this movie? Or no, it's not. It's just t- this is just a thing Tim Burton had to make him the penguin faster. <laughs> Because, like, in the comic books, like, the Penguin's origin story, like, his parents never abandon him. He is, like, raised, like, by them, and then he just ends up hating them. And he ends up being, like, or becoming, like, a Pied Piper for penguins and, like, going around to all the zoos and, like, rounding up an army of them. Uh, So I guess that would have just, you know, cost time. Would have cost time in this anti-origin story superhero (laughs) sequel. I think that in this one, what happened was uh, the penguins were already rounded up, and they they went and found him. It's yeah, you're probably a different right. Take on the idea. I, I I just like that it was like, hey, nobody worry about this. He's the penguin. <laughs> this is how. This is why. Please don't ask this, me a single question after this. <laughs> this whole movie just felt like Tim Burton putting his finger on my lips and going shh. It really, really did. <laughs> and that's okay. I think that's a totally valid way to film a movie if you're able to like follow through the fun and kind of weirdness level or follow through with fun and weirdness. And yeah, Tim Burton fucking did that through this whole movie. So you know what, Tim? I will. Shh. You're right. I will. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. nitpick. <laughs> you know what, Tim? I'll sit on your lap Well, I shh. I'll, I'll just let this happen to me. You're right. Let's talk about Catwoman now. I didn't understand her origin story. I felt like they basically gave her Spider-Man's origin story. Like she, <laughs> fall, she gets pushed out of the building and then a radioactive cat like licks her face or whatever. And then she turns into... <laughs> then she doesn't even turn into a Catwoman. She turns into a lady who wears leather and puts knives on her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like she just... She just got, like, really bad CTE from falling out of the building. She didn't actually develop a superpower. That was also, yeah, that was what I thought, too, that she just has uh, a a concussion now, and that's, (laughs) she's dealing with that. Like, I wish this movie, like, had her, like, you know, struggling bright light, brightly lit rooms a little bit more. Maybe if she had a hard time (laughs) reading a sign or something, that would have been some great flavor. But I just thought it was fucking... trying to check her phone. Yeah. I, the only thing I didn't like about the Catwoman uh, 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 origin story is that, like, they don't explain. Uh, and maybe I'm nitpicking. They don't explain how fucking acrobatic and shit she is. Like in the scene where before, where she's uh, Chris Walken's assistant and he dumps on her, uh, like she's just like a nervous assistant who looks like she has a tough time in high heels. And then after yeah. she becomes Catwoman, like she only travels around the city via backflips. Like, it's just a very big stretch uh, for the character. And all they would have had to have done is, like, added some pictures of her, like, fucking winning a gymnastics competition in her apartment. 
It would have been cool also if they had like a scene where she like was like carrying coffee to her boss and doing backflips the whole way. Yes, exactly. And and the coffee was still like gyroscopically sk- stable. Like yeah, it would have been impossible for her to move like that. I think yeah, I think <laughs> I think if they started the movie off with, uh, off like that, I would have been much more lenient for all the gadgets and whatnot later on. Yeah, um, I think if she used the force, this movie would have been way cooler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really liked the scene where uh, she became, or like you were saying before, where she like became Catwoman, where she gets knocked out of uh, a building and then falls through a bunch of fucking uh, like awnings, I guess. Cur- uh, I don't know yeah. what the right it, word is, but you know, like those shade awnings. And she falls through a bunch of them and hits the ground. But like the way that was shot was, uh, mwah, chef's kiss, delicious. So fucking tight and uncomfortable. Wow. Like, I think that was probably my favorite shot of this whole movie. Yeah, just the fucking shot of her face as she falls. Yes. We should also say that this was, uh, she was pushed out of the window by Christopher Walken, who plays like the evil businessman of this movie. Not necessarily a villain, but a bad guy with money, uh, which is something we can all relate to. And uh, he he wants to, he pushes, he wants to kill uh, uh, Catwoman because, uh, she finds out his plan to steal all of Gotham's surplus power? Yep. Question mark? Like, I don't know what the plan is, really. They explain what the plan is, and that it's to steal all of Gotham's power, but, like, and then what? Have a really bright house? Then resell it for a huge profit. It's the exact same principle as wrapping the plug, Kian. What's wrapping the plug, Brad? Don't worry about it, actually. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um... But I, well, I, I assumed he was just going to steal it and then like they would need it. So he'd sell it back at a way higher price. Right. But like that, that raises sense. so many questions about like what power is like, I thought it was just a concept. I didn't know you could grab it in a big I bag and like run out with it. <laughs> I thought electricity was an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think power is? Like, I don't know. Electricity. <laughs> what you used to turn on your lights and shit. That's what I think power is. How are you <laughs> yeah, operating but... a computer right now, bro? No, no. Electricity is electricity, but power is... That's a very, like, no one knows what power is. I mean, also, in a philosophical context, yeah, we do know what power is. People have written long books about what power is. And also, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. That so both ways, you're wrong. You're wrong. Double. Fuck you. Well... Uh, Listen, man, all I'm saying is it didn't make sense from my perspective, and I think there's a lot of people out there who relate with me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm one of those guys who relates with you. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, I just like that it's a big, bad, uh, villain kind of idea. It's like, that's like those guys when you could just say, yeah, this guy wants to take over the world, and then what? It's like, yeah, there is yeah. no and then what? He wants to take over the world, and then you're like, okay, let's make a you know, 90-minute movie about this. Uh, that's what I like yeah. about this, you know? They're really, they're really scraping <laughs> by on the bare minimum just to have Batman do things. Yeah, they they might as well have just been like, this guy is bad. Yeah, just not yeah. even made a plan for him. They could have just had him look in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm bad. And then <laughs> and that would Yo, have I'm served. Evil. Yo, I'm mean as fuck. That might have <laughs> that might have served its purpose even better than what we got. Because I this whole movie just, I kept trying to figure out is this guy a bad guy or is he just a weird businessman? Man, just Christopher Walken staring into the mirror silently for three full seconds, and then he slowly puts on a purple devil emoji mask over his face. (laughs) I would like that movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why I couldn't figure out if this guy's bad because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if like if this character was evil or if just Christopher Walken as an actor is evil. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit of both, right? Like, I think he's a method actor. In that he's constantly evil all the time. Yes, and that his regular life, he's always trying to steal electricity and power, just so he's ready for the for the role. I I still stand by that you can't steal, even if it is electricity. You can't grab electricity. You can like, suck it all up into some from, sort of with what? Have you ever heard of a power vacuum before, Brad? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> only in the political context. <laughs> Well, Never heard of a power vacuum, like as in a vacuum for power. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, You're like, oh no, I dropped all my power on the carpet. I have to vacuum it up. Yeah, let my me power vacuum. Let me that grab my power vacuum and suck all this power up. <laughs> So Whatever. I can put it we'll back into my lights. We'll never agree, but I don't think electricity is anything more than an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that optimism, but uh, 
I think you should tell that you should, and that's it. You should tell that to Epcor, man. <laughs> Be like, I, I'd love to pay my utility fees, but quite frankly, I can't understand why a mere idea costs three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> quite frankly, there's no measurable way to quantify this. So how do I even know that I have it? <laughs> man. All right. Well, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I do feel that way. Uh, you're wrong, and you should feel more wrong than you are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Catwoman origin story was very not enough. Uh, yeah, and then she just got concussed and became Catwoman. Bruce Wayne or Batman, they didn't even explain in this movie because it's technically a sequel, which I, I, I prefer it like that. We all know how Batman yeah. came to be. Don't fucking show me. I've seen it before. I can imagine it yeah. in my head. I've seen the Batman one too many times. I just, anytime Batman comes on screen, I replay the origin story from my favorite Batman movie I saw as a child. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I want to say about Michael Keaton's Batman in this movie is that it shouldn't be Michael Keaton. He doesn't look like Batman. They should have done that effect on his voice that they do on drug dealers in documentaries or something. <laughs> like His voice just didn't do it for me. He changed his voice a little bit when he was Batman. I actually found out he was the guy who started doing that changing the voice between bruce wayne and batman so respect huh. for michael on that but like I just, he just looks like my dad's friend it's tough to respect yeah. batman when he looks like he should be teaching me social studies <laughs> but i will say like also michael keaton is one of my favorite actors of all time so i think he it, it was weird because i thought that he nailed like the character of bruce wayne and like his mannerisms i like that he was a little bit snarky uh he kind of had like a sense of superiority i got when he was talking to like um shrek that's christopher walken's character uh is named shrek which what the fuck but uh yeah that inspired the other shrek a lot yeah of that kept throwing me him. off every time i would hear it but, uh, yeah, no, like, it was weird, because Michael Keaton, he, I felt like he was great at playing Batman and Bruce Wayne, but he just looked wrong. He looked like yeah. I could kick his ass. And that's not yeah. what you want in a superhero. I just felt like he sounded wrong. Like, I don't think I could kick his ass, but I support you that you think that, and Thanks, I'm going to tell him. Thanks, bro. Thanks for... Thanks. Thank you for not disagreeing with me on that one. I'm, really, really I'm going to send that. Michael Keaton... Michael Keaton's agent an email saying you challenge him to a fight. But like we watched two movies ago, we watched Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom. And that was like maybe five years before this movie. And he was playing a schlubby dad. Like you yeah, can't yeah, go yeah. from that to the dark night, bro. What, what would your ideal in between step be? My ideal in between step. I think Shrek. You think you should have been Shrek and then be Batman. Yeah. I think you should have been the green Shrek and then Batman. I don't think he should have been Batman. I think that the in-between step should have been Michael Keaton marrying a girl who's really tall and strong and then uh, <laughs> having a son who is even more tall and strong than Michael Keaton but has all his Bruce Wayne mannerisms. And then in, you know, 30, 30 years or so, we're going to have a really good Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, I think Frederick Keaton should have played Batman uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way I would remake this movie is have them not make it until 2020. <laughs> yeah, one thing I kind of hated through this movie is the weird, like, Batman and Catwoman relationship. Yeah, you didn't think the old love-hate was kind of cute? I hated it. It was all hate, no love for me. But I think that might be, like, a weird... It's like all the jokes, like how Seinfeld is unwatchable because you've seen all those fucking jokes so many times in, like, other media that when you go to like the original one it sucks shit maybe that's what this is because i just remember that plot device in like a lot of fucking children's shows in like the early to mid 2000s like did you ever yeah, watch the fair. american dragon jake long no <laughs> what no <laughs> it was a weird family channel show about a dragon uh and but his uh, name was jake yeah his name was jake and uh, that was like the whole thing of that show, too, was that his villain was also his love interest, but they both had alter egos, so they didn't know that they were really at odds with each other. You've never been in a relationship with your biggest enemy before? Uh, no, I'm my own biggest enemy. Thank you very much. I feel like, yeah, maybe that's why you don't relate to it, is because like maybe if you stop self-sabotaging, you could finally date someone you hate, which is everyone's goal. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. 
I'm going to keep self-sabotaging, though. We'll see where that gets me. <laughs> That's what I feel like life is about. Like, you have to learn how to stop self-sabotaging so that you can date someone you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so that way you can finally let somebody else sabotage your life. That's what growing up is all about. <laughs> Am I too cynical? Let's find out. Yeah, so, like, the Penguin's plot for this whole movie, like, his main thing is that he wants to, like, turn the city against Batman, I guess. And him and Shrek do that by teaming. Like, Shrek does that by, like... <laughs> this is an... Imagine starting the podcast on that sentence. So Batman wants to save the city. But and Shrek... And and Shrek come. <laughs> <laughs> this is a way better movie, dude. <laughs> I know that we're describing this movie, but it, it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So Shrek wants to steal all the city's power, and he thinks that he can do that by implanting the penguin as the mayor of Gotham to you know, let him do whatever he wants to do. It's basically the same school of thought behind why Trump was installed into power. Now it's the penguin. Also Biden, though. Uh, and also Biden. And also every president and prime minister <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> it's, uh, imagine politics for this part yeah, of the Yeah, so movie, when he regu- politics happens as normal, <laughs> and the penguin becomes the mayor of Gotham. <laughs> That's what happens in every election, too. It's always the guy who's eating raw fish and bleeding out of his mouth that gets yeah, voted in. The guy who's biting people and can continue. <laughs> That's what I liked about him, too, is that he kept like referencing how he wanted to like sexually assault people. And they were like, I still would like you to be the mayor of my town. Man, every mayor is so horny. They bark all the time and also has a skullet. I love it. It's perfect. Also have weird black liquid in your mouth instead of saliva. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was. He was just drooling like what looked like blood the whole time. I think it was just supposed to be unsettling. Or maybe it was like to highlight how much Danny DeVito spits when he talks. Uh <laughs> Uh, you think they made this whole movie just to make fun of Danny DeVito? Yeah, I think Tim Burton was trying to make a point. Like, Danny, (laughs) I I get that you don't think that you spit when you talk, so let's just dye it. We'll see where it ends up. And everything was stained black. (laughs) They're like, Danny, watch yourself on screen right now and tell me that that doesn't look disgusting. (laughs) That's how you talk normally. (laughs) (laughs) This is all behind the scenes footage where you're being disgusting here. Uh, (laughs) It's like watching a self-tape and giving yourself notes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, and so, like, the Penguin, uh, yeah, he's, like, trying to, he he basically keeps doing, like, acts of terrorism around Gotham to try and, like, blame it on Batman. And the mayor, right? Yeah, and the mayor also, because, yeah, they're trying to, like, get the mayor impeached so he can become the mayor, but... Bunch of false flag terrorist operations. Does this sound like an allegory for 9-11 to you, or is that just me? Uh, Yeah, me too. This movie called 9-11. That's how... That's a big part of why we know it was an inside job, because... I think this movie taught our parents to do the Iraq War. Could (laughs) have. It might (laughs) have. Definitely made me want to invade the Middle East. We we were talking earlier about like the kind of the goofy comic book feel of this movie. I think that the I really like uh, the com or uh, the Penguin's gadgets on that on that note. Uh, Penguin's gadgets rule, man, because I don't even understand like why he would have an umbrella. Why? Let alone why he has so many. Penguin skin is made out of umbrella material. I'm pretty sure, like. You know, umbrellas are designed to wick water, just like penguin skin is. Exactly. So theoretically, he wouldn't need one, would he? Uh, in this version, no. But it's it's weird because like the 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 umbrella just kind of like st- stuck around from like the comic book version of the penguin, where the umbrella is actually integral to his origin story. Oh, but... actually, you know what it is probably is he doesn't need all his umbrellas because his penguin skin wicks off the water so he can afford to turn them all into machine guns. <laughs> I Whereas just it, you actually. and I have to use our umbrellas <laughs> as umbrellas. <laughs> we are, us in the lower class are cursed to repeat the cycle of using umbrellas. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the uh, umbrellas. I, lo- I think my favorite umbrella that he had was like his uh, escape umbrella. Where he uh, just like stepped on it and then it worked. It was like a helicopter, like a reverse Mary Poppins situation. Yeah, Yeah, the helicopter umbrella was really good. Yeah, my favorite one was the sword umbrella, though. Didn't did you see that one? Yeah, and he didn't even stab anybody with it. 
I just thought that one was so funny because it's like, a, why not just beat him with an umbrella at that point? Like, how much better is a sword than an umbrella, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because the other thing about an umbrella is, if it's a gun, how are you going to aim it? Like, the oh, umbrella he part of it is blocking your eyeballs. You saw him shoot the umbrella gun a handful of times in this movie. Did you see him hit anything? No, I didn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, attach it to a walking stick, and then you got a fucking gun on your hands. You know what I mean? Maybe. Could also just walk with the umbrella, turn that into a walking stick. But then Boom. you wouldn't have a gun. Then you get to, well, the umbrella's the gun. <laughs> this is too much. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I really, I also really liked his uh, rubber ducky thing that he would like drive around in. Yeah, I thought that was solid. That was fucking solid as shit. That reminded me of like um, campground security guards when they drive around in yeah. golf carts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like, they take them everywhere. Like, even if they only have to drive, like, from that, uh, you know, the parking lot or the golf cart parking lot to, like, a site that's across from the golf cart parking lot, they want yeah. that fucking golf cart. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we used to play this game at the campground with, uh, well, not, I guess, not with, but, like, on the security guards where uh, once, it, once it got dark and they were out patrolling looking for stragglers, we would run up behind the golf cart and smack it really hard and scare them. Yep. And, and it was that, awesome that was the game? You would just scare yeah, the employees? The yeah, we would just terrorize them and make them feel bad. That sounds like a pretty fun game, man. You should show me the rules <laughs> of that someday. Have you ever just like bullied someone who was retired and just trying to enjoy that? Yeah, I think I've played that before. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with those rules. You'll never um, feel more like the Joker than when you're hurting a man who with white hair. Um, but yeah, like a certain point in this movie, uh, the Catwoman and uh, 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 the Penguin team up to try and kill Batman. Uh, kill the Batman because they both don't like him for their own reasons. The Penguin tries to like make a move on Catwoman, and she's just yeah. like, "I only like you as a friend." And then he's like, "You, f I can't believe I've been friend zoned again." And then he flies away. But it's like, can you really not believe that? You've lived in a sewer for most of your life, you know? Like, get an apartment and then start bitching about being friend-zoned, right? That's how I feel. Also, just, like, don't even bitch about being friend-zoned. Like, bro, you just made a friend. That Good job, man. <laughs> I would kill for a friend in my... <laughs> Do you know how That's hard it is to make thing. friends as an adult, bro? Like, let... Especially when you look like a disgusting monster. <laughs> Man, that's the other thing about Penguin is his only friends for this whole show have been zoo animals. Yeah, like and now all should... of a sudden you're picking and choosing? Fuck you, man. The friend zone should be your ultimate goal, bro. <laughs> your yeah. mouth smells like rotting fish. Penguin is honestly like the ultimate incel in this movie. Yeah, Penguin is every guy with a Twitter account to me. Yeah, I don't know, man. Friend zoning as a concept is just... It's such a fucking... I don't know. I just think it's wrong. Like... Just get hotter, and then yeah, exactly. you won't get friend-zoned. Whenever That's a dude complains about being friend-zoned to me, I just, like, assume they're an incel. Yeah, or I assume that they, like, have no perception of themselves and only try to talk to girls that are way too hot yeah, for them to talk that's to. that's the other thing, yes. And then you're just <laughs> nice to them and not, like, they're not even your friend. They're not, they're not even being friend-zoned. They're just, like, being let down easy. And they're like, yeah. I've been friend-zoned yeah. again. And they're like, whoa, that's, you might be taking this a little far. It's like, yeah, she does not actually want to be your friend. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> she, she <hates> you. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, every guy is like, I have a muscle on my body. I must be a 10. You're ugly and you're a bitch and you can't do any skateboard tricks. So shut up. Yeah, and you feel entitled to Michelle Pfeiffer's time. Fuck you, Danny. Yep. Fuck you, Daniel DeVito. I mean... Danny DeVito's character. You know what fucked me up about this movie is um, how Danny DeVito's surrounded by penguins for this whole movie, and he also is surrounded by penguins in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Doesn't Do you think that, like, that was a reference? A little bit? I've never seen Mr. Popper's Penguins, so. It's about a guy who has penguins, and he's Danny DeVito. And I, I don't know. That just kind of fucks me up to think about how much Danny DeVito thinks about penguins. I mean, maybe it's just an unfortunate thing that uh, a man... Uh, the actor in Hollywood who is the stature most of a penguin keeps getting typecast in roles as penguins. 
he's you probably think that's what it is. Yeah, I bet he's, he's not happy about it at all. Like reputation. I bet he's pissed off about it. I bet he keeps getting scripts and he's like, oh fuck, not another <laughs> penguin script. And then I, he probably was like, I, I bet if you checked his filmography, there's probably like a three or four year dry spell for Danny DeVito when Mr. Popper's Penguins came out. I'm sure that he just needed the money. He Man, didn't want to be Danny a penguin DeVito. at all. Danny DeVito's on the phone with his agent. He's like, why do they make me play penguin characters? And he's like, have you seen yourself swim, Danny? (laughs) (laughs) You glide through the water, Danny. (laughs) What if Danny DeVito was just like an exceptional swimmer? (laughs) Danny DeVito can't move around on land, but when he gets in water, fucking look out. Uh, <laughs> Danny, you can't fly and you swim like a dream. Why do you think you're a penguin in every movie? <laughs> God, that'd be awkward if Danny DeVito wasn't even in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yeah. It'd also be awkward if Danny DeVito was listening to this podcast. I hope he's not. <laughs> do you think he might be? I think he might be. But I, I hope mm. that he's not. Well, if he is, he should listen to our uh, pitch, our script pitch from earlier in the show and get back to us on it. Yeah. Uh, shoot me a message, Danny. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was not in it. <laughs> Danny DeVito is not in Mr. Popper's Penguins. But well, leave the riff in because it was funny. Yeah, I'll leave this in. I'll leave it all in. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that the people who have watched this show are not the people who have seen Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, we should be fine. Explain to me how I've seen both then. Because the premise of this show is that you haven't seen the movies that we watch on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like the Batmobile in this movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was dope. It was like it was less magic than they usually are, I feel like. Like, I think this was just a good Lamborghini. There was definitely like some level of magic, but you're right. It was less magic overall. Um, <clears throat> you know what made me laugh about it, though, was... Uh, it's got like a big jet engine in the back of it, like flames coming out and shit. <laughs> yeah. and there's like a scene where Batman's like cruising around Gotham and he's like, he's at like a slow rolling pace, like doing 30 an hour. And there's just like flames <laughs> pouring out of the back of the car. <laughs> Man, just driving around like under the speed limit with your windows down, bumping a new album that just came out, but there's jet flames coming out of the back. Dude, of your can you car. imagine like all the little dick jokes? Th- uh, that gets said like when Batman's driving around Gotham. They, they, they see him flames jetting out. He's going the speed limit, and everyone's like, "I mean, he's compensating for something." <laughs> That's tr- it has to be loud too, right? Like, it's there's gotta no way it's be just. Bro, you've heard <laughs> airplanes before. That shit's crazy loud. <laughs> 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 yeah man his car is louder than every 16 year old honda civic in the whole town of course he's getting bullied someone's like did we move underneath a flight path and they're like no batman just drives by here sometimes uh, living within 500 feet of the bat cave is the same as living within 500 feet of the coolest high school in town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like uh, to continue with the Batmobile thing, there was like, you know, like the scene where um, uh, Batman, like he pulls up to do something. I forget what, but like the penguin ends up like fucking uh, sending his henchmen to like fuck around with his car and like take control of it. Did you like pay attention to the way that he parked the Batmobile? And they're always being very impatient. Yeah. And their fries are getting colder. Um, Batman's on his way and they're threatening to not tip. yeah so he's got to get out now no time to parallel park no time to park even we're leaving this here and nobody's fucking with it because i'm the batman you got to respect a car that can stop on a dime like that though you can just like going full speed and then immediately throwing it into park and not ruining anything that's true he does do that a lot in this movie also this version of batman seems like way less concerned with not killing people than previous versions of batman yeah he just explodes a guy like while he's walking down the street yeah uh, he uh, he like kicked another uh henchman into a burning building and like he drives over a bunch of people in the batmobile during the sequence but in fairness the penguin did take control of his car but like still you would think Man, batman this would... movie would figure this actually out. was this actually was the darkest batman take that there's ever been it's just that fucking uh michael buble or whatever his name is kept talking funny the whole time so it seems just silly to us 
Yes, it's because uh, Batman looks like my dad's friend and <laughs> keeps wearing <laughs> thick ass rubber. <laughs> yeah, but it's like way darker than like when he fought Superman for an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch that one, but this is a pretty fucking dark movie. But it's like, I mean, they also have a lot of silliness in there, which balances it out a lot. I like, I, I much prefer um, dark and weird shit, but like with the comic book silliness than uh, just to have it all be dark and gritty like Chris Nolan's movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like when Batman is played by a guy doing an impression of Liam Neeson. I don't think that's tight. I actually think that rules. <laughs> that's what a lot of Batman characters seem like to me, though, is just a guy being Liam Neeson. Yeah, which is kind of a slap in the face to Liam Neeson, who has never appeared in a Batman movie. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to disrespect the legend. There are 400 pictures of him with you piss know, in his pants on live. He's right like now, fucking. So I don't think oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, you guys, yeah. hey, listeners of the show, you guys got to Google pictures of uh, what's that guy? What was his name? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's pants full of pee. Brad was referencing <laughs> those to me offhanded like I had seen them all the other day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's like a bunch of them. <laughs> like whenever reference? that guy goes out in public, people just take a picture of his pissed pants. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's like, at this point, why are you not wearing black pants, man? Yeah. Why are you not? Why don't you have custom swimming trunk slacks put together? <laughs> if you're if you're Hollywood billionaire Liam Neeson and you're pissing yourself that much, I I would say just wear black pants. Bro, I'm not a Hollywood billionaire, and if I was pissing myself that much, all of my funds would be uh, diverted to making it less obvious that I'm pissing myself that much. <laughs> Man, the main reason why I I only wear black pants is for piss driblets. <laughs> yeah, that's like the because bane I... of my existence in khakis is that people can see what a sloppy pisser I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I know Liam's pain. This isn't me shitting on Liam, you know? This is a brother reaching out to another brother. But it's also a little different. Like, I mean, with you, I assume it's uh, like, you know, like with most regular guys where you might get a couple, uh, a few more than the usual drops in your pants. But with like Liam Neeson, it's like, (laughs) it's like he put it like he like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was at a urinal when this happened. It's like if he got halfway through his piss and then just like finished the rest of the piss in his pants. Like, it's too substantial to be an accident. But anyway, we're talking about Batman. <laughs> well, if he is listening, he's going to appreciate that you gave him the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now what happened in Batman? I, pre- I don't even know what, what part of Batman, Batman we're on. Uh, we're doing this pretty disjointed, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was a... Uh, oh, I forgot to say that... Uh, I forgot to say the evil Inspector Gadget thing. Can Do you want to just take that soundbite and put it into yeah, when we were talking I'll, about that? <laughs> I'll put that where it needs to go. <laughs> Here, I'll do a clean one. Evil Inspector Gadget. Perfect. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the end of the movie, uh, Shrek has a big masquerade party where he invites... Uh, Selena Kyle and uh, Bruce Wayne too. They only because he wanted to bang Selena Kyle, which respect, brother. Me too. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, fucking yeah. Uh, Batman shows up to the masquerade ball and uh, filmmaking thing. I will say the only people there not wearing masks are um, Catwoman uh, and Batman. So that kind of goes to show that like Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are their masks. You get what I'm saying? Oh, really, you know, the truest version of themselves are Batman and Catwoman. I thought it was just trying to say that, like, like Batman and Catwoman were, like, super real. And like <laughs> They're too was. real for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> just, Batman's real as hell in this movie. I, that's what I thought. I thought the director was trying to say that Batman and Catwoman were not aware that this was a masquerade party. I thought by not wearing a mask, the director was trying to demonstrate that Batman forgot his mask at home. <laughs> this movie taught our parents that Batman's kind of dumb. <laughs> if you read between the lines of this movie, uh, the point of it is that Batman is very forgetful. And that's what this movie is about. <laughs> this movie is about how dudes like me who are absent-minded are actually superheroes. 
But then uh, all of a sudden, the penguin pops out of the floor. and He keeps coming out of the floor in this movie. and It, it, it doesn't matter how. Um, but he pops out of the floor and then like takes Christopher Walken hostage and then goes back into the floor. And then Batman yeah. springs so into he, action. So he comes out of the floor completely defying the logic of what a penguin would do. And then takes his yeah, what best, are these, like his... What does what, what <laughs> Tim Burton think penguins do? That they're subterranean yeah, like, fucking weird birds. They live in the shadows. He, he, think, he thinks penguins are the drill bird. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> penguins are the demons of Gotham. Uh, <laughs> you guys know you guys know penguins, right? They're half gopher, half seagull. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he like so that's not even the craziest part of this scene though, because then he immediately takes his only ally hostage, which that's like even less logical than coming out of the floor to me. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to he's trying to outdo himself. That's one thing about the penguin. <laughs> He's doing a rule of three thing here where he does, <laughs> everything gets less logical the whole yeah. way. I, I, I was shocked that, oh, fuck, he does fly away a couple of times in this movie. <laughs> He's a fucking flightless bird, this character. Okay. He's a flying, tunneling, burrowing penguin. Bro. If we keep Let's thinking about this, understand. we're just going to get more angry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Man. These, these guys think power is tangible and penguins have, live underground. <laughs> and that's why Hollywood's dumber than fuck and we're smarter than hell. That's what this tagline should... That, oh, that's a good soundbite. That's how I'm going <laughs> to this. Hollywood's dumb as fuck. We're intelligent as hell. Check out my podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so the penguin just takes uh, Christopher Walken into the sewers, uh, holds him hostage. Batman's got to come rescue him. Catwoman's involved too for some reason I guess because she just wants to be involved yeah I don't know the big part of I liked Catwoman and that she really served no like function to the story of this movie Catwoman was a real like C-3PO type character she was even that's given her a lot of credit like C-3PO did a lot of shit in Star Wars Catwoman was just kind of make getting in the way of like both Batman and Danny DeVito when they were trying to fight each other yeah that's true like I'm going to change my analysis. Catwoman's a lot like Benvolio in this movie. Beautiful. Highly literary. Also the most pointless character from Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Because she could have got killed in the first five minutes and it wouldn't have made a difference. Wait, wait, Benvolio was Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. Oh, baby. I'm a genius. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who gets stabbed in the alley, but if he's not, then for the listeners, that's the guy I was trying to reference. Yeah, that might be Mercutio. Oh, fuck. If it's Mercutio, I'm going to kill myself, dude. Brad's uncultured swine. (laughs) 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 Brad just outed himself as lower class. Man, this is going to be the episode where they realize I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh Oh, no, man. Anybody who's listened to 20 episodes of this and thinks, <laughs> and still thinks we know what we're talking about, uh, I'd say the wool is pretty comfortably pulled over their eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they're wearing a Balenciaga uh, uh, face mask. <laughs> Balaclava. Oh, yeah, I didn't, ma- I didn't mean to say Balenciaga face mask. I meant to say Balaclava with no eye holes. <laughs> wow, that wasn't close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I fucked up. I was thinking about... I was like tr- gonna say that, and then I was trying to reference the West Side Gun album with the Balenciaga Balaclava too, and I just I fucked it up, dude. I fumbled it. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes L's have to be taken, you know. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, this so this movie ends with Batman rescuing Shrek from uh, Danny DeVito's hideout underneath the zoo. Danny DeVito dies, I think, of wounds sustained when Batman drove his Batmobile into him earlier. Yep. And then uh, Catwoman, uh, Batman tries to, like, reason with her and be like, come on, baby, you can live in my castle, which is such a fucking, man, I would love to be able to pick up or offer that to a a, a lady. Like, imagine (laughs) being at a bar and being like, hey, you want to come back to my castle? And you have a castle? That's like what Prima Nocta was. No, prima nocta is that the king gets to bang everyone's wife before they do. Yeah, but the reason that he gets to is because he has a castle, and that's impressive. That's true. And Batman has a cape (laughs) and a castle, so you would think he's just running train on the city of Gotham. (laughs) 
You would think that. You would think. But yeah, and then he's not able to sweet talk her into living in his castle, which, okay, lady. And uh, then she just fucking kills herself and uh, Shrek. She blows up a generator. Yeah, she does. She blows <laughs> up a generator. But like before that, she keeps talking about like she Shrek's like shooting him or sorry, shooting her. And she's just like, huh, one life, two lives, three lives. And then yeah. eventually she gets down <laughs> to eight lives and then kills them both, which or no, seven lives and then kills them both. Which is yeah. I fucking tight because then at the end of the movie, or like you know at some shot of the city, you see like Catwoman's head pop up, implying that uh, either she lived or that somebody stole her costume and is wearing that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which implies that Batman started cross-dressing after. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that taught our parents. That's what um, that taught our parents. I just think that it's weird because like there's the six or the seven lives left thing is weird because even if you still had a bunch of lives, wouldn't you be in too much pain to like execute a, a like a, a genius decision that saves the day after being shot three times? Yeah. Also, it seems like a lot of Catwoman's power plays in this movie uh, relied on eating up like three or four of her lives at once. So, like, what's your plan with one life? To get shot immediately? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, her plan is to die as many times as possible and hope it works. That's, like, how I play video games. <laughs> yeah, just keep throwing yourself at the back, hoping it'll work out eventually. Both of you guys have nine lives. Just look for a fucking generator and throw grenades at it. That's how I play Call of Duty. Uh, so what, what do you think our parents learned from this movie? I think our parents learned um, the basic life path for an incel yep. uh, in Danny DeVito's character. I think they learned a lot of misinformation about penguins, and that's probably why they kept doing global missing. warming. <laughs> I would say um, so. Who cares about the ice caps if they all live underneath New York City? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I also think that um, I think this movie might have invented the concept of the friend zone. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, it probably didn't invent the concept of a friend zone. I feel like that's been as around for as long as there's been weird dudes who feel entitled to women. But I do. <laughs> okay. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it kind of, not normalized, but gives people a pass think... to act like the penguin. To act, or maybe not. Maybe if they see something that a supervillain is doing in a movie, they would think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be weird when I'm friend zoning her. So you know what? I would say this movie tried and failed to teach people not to friend zone. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like, because you know how there there are some guys who are like, I relate more to the supervillain than the superhero, but I'm just built different. So I feel like those. I but feel me, like I'm built like a guy, school shooter. <laughs> I feel like that type of guy learned incel behavior, and everyone else was like, "Maybe I shouldn't eat nothing but raw fish all the time." <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing our parents learned is if you have like the top of your head goes bald, just shave the rest of your head. Don't grow out the rest yes, of your. Yes, please, head. God, shave the rest <laughs> of your head. <laughs> Get rid of that skullet, bitch. That's what this movie taught her dad. Cutting your hair around the sides isn't a hairstyle. That's just a circumstance you're in. Shave that shit bald. <laughs> it's not a hairstyle. It's a problem. Yeah, fix it. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Like, what the? What do you think it taught her parents? Almost nothing. I think this is. I think if you got any lessons from this movie, you should throw them in the garbage. Read a fucking book. Um, <laughs> every time I record, I like I'm trying to write lessons for this podcast. I'm like, why don't these fucking idiots just read a book, dude? Yeah, they won't. We're watching Tim Burton, the second Tim Burton's Batman movie. There's no fucking way um, I have books on my mind after this. This probably taught our parents some fucked up sexist stuff about superheroes, though. To be honest, I don't know. Catwoman was a non-factor, right? Like, don't you? She... Can't you see some like truck guys coming out of this movie being like, "That's right." Batman. Yeah, that's right. Women can't be major players in the plot <laughs> of a movie. Because, like, that's all she was. Like, she just wasn't a major player in the plot. Like, that was it. 
I mean, like she, I, yeah, I still I think she was kind of badass in this movie. I like that she didn't take anybody's shit. I liked that when Danny was trying to put the moves on her, she just like axed that and immediately and started eating his pet bird or whatever. That was a good scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Okay, maybe my maybe what I said is wrong. I mean, yeah, she I just, just should have. Her had power a... was dumb because her power was having a leather costume and nails on her fingers. Yeah, that's Batman's power too. You gonna tell me Batman's dumb? Yeah, I do think Batman's dumb. I said audibly four times while I watched this movie, Batman should just get a gun. Yeah, and I obviously like, <laughs> wasn't listening to you. <laughs> if Batman applied for a job at the police force, he would be so much better at his like at what he does. <laughs> if he just went legit. If he just had a support network and a gun, you don't think he could do more damage? I don't think that's what he wants. I don't think that Batman's in it for the crime-fighting aspect of things. I think he's more in it for the wearing a leather suit aspect of things. I think Batman tried to think of a job where he could dress in skin-tight leather and then just worked backwards. Well, then my question is, why doesn't Bruce Wayne always wear skin-tight leather? Uh, He is underneath his suit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then we've gotten to the bottom of the movie, I think. And that's what this movie's about, that Bruce Wayne wears the (laughs) Batman suit under his clothes. Uh, (laughs) This movie's about that I don't think either of the superpowers are good in the movie. It's because nobody has superpowers in this movie. (laughs) Anyway, that's been the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Do you have anything else you want to say? Yep, thank you to Comedy Here Often for uh, being our lords and saviors. Thank you to our Instagram accounts, uh, YPWTPod and Kian underscore BD and I Hey Brad. Thank you to those accounts for being uh, super popular and famous. Hey, uh, thank, thank you, you to uh, Stephen Darnell, friend of the show, local comedian, for recommending this movie to us. Yep, thank you to friend of the show, Marcy McKenzie, for saying Michael Keaton was fire as well. Uh, let's try to extend this thank you a long time. Thank you to my, my roommate who cooks sometimes when I'm too depressed. Uh, thanks to my mom for giving birth to me. Um, Thank you where this to all Chad started. Kroger for starting the record label, which eventually led to the offshoot of the record label, which manages our podcast. Thank you to the entire population of the world for thinking Nickelback rules, uh, thus <laughs> enabling the record company to start the offshoot that manages our podcast. Uh, check out this girl I used to go to high school with, Pyramid Scheme, link in her Instagram bio. And uh, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts if you got time. Thanks, everybody. Yes, thank you. Good night.